Want to hear a married couple fight over who's the greatest of all time, Jordan or LeBron? Absolutely. And it's Jordan. It's definitely not. But listen to our podcast, The Greatest, to hear who really is. Listen to The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Happy Halloween to you, and welcome aboard bright and early at 6 for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, baseball has a new champion. More in one minute. And the final design has been chosen for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. Two words, wow and whoa. Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Washington, D.C. is getting ready to party like it's 1924 as the Nationals are crowned the champions of baseball. Fly the curly W in the nation's capital. That's down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for a home run. Joe Buck on Fox. Howie Kendrick with the two-run blast in the top of the seventh to give the Washington Nationals their first lead of the game. They would pull away with three more runs as the Nats defeat the Houston Astros 6-2 to to take Game 7 of the World Series and become world champs for the first time in franchise history. It marks the first champion baseball team from D.C. since the Washington Senators back in 1924. Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg earning World Series MVP. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Don't want to leave any non-baseball fans out of the loop. That Shark song is their song. Right. Yes, it became the Nats fight song about <laughs> midway through the season after they started the season 19 and 31. It was horrible. They were just dead, absolutely dead and buried, and they came back, and they were a remarkable team, and it was an incredible seven-day, a seven-game showdown with the Astros with nobody winning at home. Yeah, that was amazing, and uh, as has been established on this program, I am a lifelong Yankees fan. But I was born in Washington, D.C., so I'm very happy for the city. It's been a long time. It's the only thing that's going right in Washington right now. <laughs> Please play the Baby Shark song again. Not what? now. <laughs> a little <Stop> later. <laughs> a little later. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The One Pulse Foundation is selecting the company and its design that will be used for a memorial and museum to honor the victims of the 2016 mass nightclub shooting. A circular museum center features a garden and a memorial visible for miles that will change the face of downtown Orlando. Orange County School Board Chairwoman Teresa Jacobs, who was county mayor at the time of the shooting, said the sites will help history remember how the victims lived. Because Pulse wasn't just the place where people died. Pulse was the place that Barbara created so that everyone could come. Everyone could be accepted. Everyone could experience joy, a place of belonging, a sanctuary of celebration. Jacobs referring to Pulse owner Barbara Poma. The nightclub site will be turned into a memorial with a reflecting pond, 49 colors, and 49 trees to remember each victim of the shooting. 
It's a very elaborate design. We've posted it for you. Pictures and videos on the website. Check it out now. WFNIOlando.com, keyword Budman, because we're going to be talking about it with you here in a moment. I have some questions, ones I have raised before, and we'll get your take on what is proposed for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. Coming up now. Five people, including four teenagers, are facing charges for a deadly shooting in Volusia County. A 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, two 19-year-olds, and a 29-year-old have been indicted for killing Randy Muller three months ago at his home in Daytona Beach. There's no word on a motive or how the suspects knew the 34-year-old victim. Firefighters in Los Angeles are dealing with another big wildfire. Fox's William Lajeunesse in Simi Valley, California. The easy fire, one structure damaged, no fatalities, no homes destroyed, and they saved the Reagan Library. Now the fire did jump the freeway at one point, but that was knocked down. Again, considering the conditions, the fire is just at 1,600 acres. And a raging wildfire in Northern California is finally being contained. Cal Fire spokesman Jonathan Cox says the Kincaid fire is now 45% contained and hasn't seen much growth since the last update. Stay with us later in this hour. We're going live to California for an update to the minute on the fires in the southern and northern part of that state. And, Bud, a costume can get you more free stuff than just candy this Halloween. Restaurants around the country are slower than average on Halloween, so they're offering specials to entice. Wearing a costume into Krispy Kreme today will earn a free donut, and you can scare up Halloween deals everywhere from Applebee's to Quick Trip. WFLA News Time is 6.06. The explosion from a gender reveal party in Iowa is felt more than two miles away. Mm. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And good morning to you. Great to have you with us. Yaffe's on vacation. It's the Budman and Alan. And uh, Melissa Fox is our executive producer. And Colton has been brought in here because Kelly couldn't make it this morning to sit in the chair and screen your calls. Colton, welcome to Good Morning Orlando. Good to have you on board. Good morning, everyone. Good to be here. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay. He's the first friendly voice you'll hear. It's the first time he's done this, so treat him well, and I know he will treat you like gold, because that's what you are to our show, our listeners. You mean everything to us. The phone number is 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680, where we welcome your first name in town, and where standard message and data rates apply. Lots to say on the selection of the design winner for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. Our take and yours straight ahead. Right now, we want to make your wallet great again. It's our texting contest and your chance to win $1,000. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. Listen up in moments for that keyword. Text it to 200-200. You could be winning a grand then watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us informing you that you have won. Listen every hour for the keyword all day long and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. We're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.08. 
Headlines now. The Department of Defense has released dramatic first images from that raid that resulted in the death of the ISIS leader over the weekend. General Kenneth McKenzie, the commander of the U.S. Central Command, explained the aerial footage reporters were looking at at the Pentagon that the images show U.S. forces taking fire while approaching the Syrian compound where Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was hiding. Other images show the compound being destroyed by airstrikes. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. We have posted the video of the destruction of the Baghdadi compound, which was complete. I mean, it's nothing but dust and small rocks right now. It is posted on the website, WFLAOrlando.com keyword Budman, and you can go there also to see the winning design for the Pulse Memorial and, um, and Museum in honor of the 49 lives that were taken in that horrible night at the Pulse Club on South Orange Avenue in June of 2016. And I will never minimize the magnitude of that catastrophe. And there are so many people you know, those who were wounded, some so grievously they'll never fully recover, but just so many people who were affected by this and lost friends and lost loved ones and family members. It indeed was Orlando's darkest day. But when I look at the winning design, I say two things. Wow! And <laughs> whoa! The wow is, it is elaborate in scope. We're talking $45 million now. The One Pulse Foundation uh, says this will, will will be spent on this. And by the way, we will have live in the 8 o'clock hour the chief operating officer of the One Pulse Foundation, Leah Shepard, and we're very excited to talk with her about this design, and I'm sure she's very excited about it. And um, listen, I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's just incredible. First of all, the museum near I-4 is going to look like some kind of a stylized, artsy nuclear plant cooling tower. That's what this thing looks like, and I'm told, and I want to get Leah's answer on this, I'm told it will stand higher than the Statue of Liberty, which I think is about 350 feet, 35 stories. That's where the museum's going to be in an industrial section of Cayley Street, down the corner and around the corner and down the street from the Pulse nightclub. And the remains of the club, which exists to this day, will be preserved, we are told, with the winning design, it will include a tranquil reflecting pool, 49 trees encircling the remains of the club, and that towering museum we talked about half a mile away, they say rising like a budding flower. Go look for it yourself and see what you think. It looks to me more like some kind of an artsy, stylized nuclear plant cooling tower. You know what those look like. Well, at any rate, there'll be a rooftop promenade for people to reflect on all of this at the museum. I mean, is this, I mean, and then there's a walkway where the survivors, you know, were taken down to the hospital on Orange Avenue that's going to be extended all the way down to the Performing Arts Center eventually. I mean, this is an enormous colossus here. It really is. I mean, is this a tourist attraction? Is this an urban renewal project? Is this just simply too much? I have a question for you. And I, have a, I will have a question for Leah when she joins us, the chief operating officer. We're talking $45 million. I have uh, updated my research on what was spent on mass shooting memorials across this country. And it ranges from the San Bernardino uh, massacre 
14 dead in, 20, 000, in 2015, no memorial at all. 32 died at Virginia Tech. Remember that? $30,000 for their memorial. $30,000. we are talking $45 million. Uh, the movie theater slaughter out in Aurora, Colorado, 200000 for the memorial there. Even at Sandy Hook where those 20 kids killed at the school, remember that up in Connecticut? They did a memorial for 250000 a quarter of a million. The most expensive until Pulse Columbine, the original school massacre in 1999, 13 dead there. They did it for $1 million. How do we justify $45 million? Why in the world would that kind of money need to be spent here? Couldn't we do a small park with 49 trees and a bunch of benches and a reflecting pool or something? It was something needs to be done, but $45 million, how do you justify that? And also there is another question, which I'll get to in a moment. They say this will be a place to go and to learn about what happened that night. What will we learn? Will the full story be told? Yes, it was a gay nightclub, but but the killer, Omar Mateen, had no idea. That came out in the trial of his wife, Nor Salman. He didn't know it was a gay nightclub. He was looking for a really crowded place with poor security, and he finally found it, and it happened to be the Pulse nightclub on Latin night, and we had a lot of gays and Latinos who were killed, but that was just by circumstance. He was looking for a crowded place. He had no idea that it was a gay club, yet the story that's being told is, you know, this, this was a persecuted minority, gay Americans who were slaughtered here. And nobody can say no to this project because you are a homophobe if you do. I believe that with all of my heart, and there is no resistance because of that fact. The reality is this was a radical Islamic terrorist named Omar Mateen. He was killing in the name of, yes, the now departed al-Baghdadi, and the 911 calls from that night, listen closely, confirm that. I pledge of allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi of the Islamic State. You need to know that they need to stop bombing Australia and Iraq. The U.S. is collaborating with Russia, and they're killing innocent women and children, okay? This has been completely swept under the rug. That is the reality. Listen to all of the 911 calls. Look at all of the evidence. There is no evidence that he said, I hate gay Americans and I knew there was a club full of them. I'm going to go get them. That's not, that, that is now, of course, the narrative. That this was somebody who ruthlessly killed gay people. He did kill gay people ruthlessly, but he had no idea that that's what he was doing. He was out to kill Americans of any ilk because he hated them for our policy in the Middle East. Will that story be told? Will we learn about that? We should. I'm not sure we will. What do you think about the plans for the Pulse Nightclub Massacre Memorial and Museum? You're next at 407-916-5400, text line 23680. $45 million, this elaborate project, is this exactly what is needed? Is it appropriate? Or is it simply way beyond the pale? and over the top. What, if it were up to you, what would we do in the wake of the Pulse nightclub massacre? Let's talk. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Impeachment talk right now. It's going to be a big day. More on that coming up. The House committee is conducting the impeachment inquiry. One national security director 
National Security Advisor, uh, now departed John Bolton, to voluntarily appear for a deposition on November 7th. A letter was sent to Bolton's attorneys uh, warning if he refuses, it will be considered evidence of obstruction of justice. Bolton is considered a key witness based on the testimony of previous witnesses. I think the Democrats are salivating over what Bolton will say. I think they might want to think twice on that score, as I'll explain at 7. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. November 1st through 3rd, shoot straight. Sorry, guys. You Things know, are pushing in here. Are we ready? All you. Are we back? We're back. Thanks, Melissa. Um, there were 68 design submissions from 19 countries for the um, Pulse Nightclub Massacre Memorial and Museum. They got it down to six, and then they've now selected one from a French firm, Coldify and Associates, who will be teaming up with the Orlando-based HHCP Architects. Now, this is not the final design. It's the design that was chosen. What will ultimately be built may be different. And, uh, and there's no way to know how that will play out. But it's very elaborate. Look at it on the website. And we're talking $45 million here. And uh, the design video is really dramatic. And it is at WFLAOrlando.com keyword Budman. On the 12th of June, 2016, Christine Leinen, who's on the phone right now, lost her son in the Pulse nightclub massacre. Christine, where are you on plans for the memorial and museum? Well, I'm against the museum 100%. It's just a moneymaker. It's commercializing my son's death. My son's death should not be made into a tourist attraction. And certainly not the people who were in part responsible for my son's death should not be profiting from my son's death. Uh, who who do you mean by, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, who do you, you're saying people responsible should not be profiting? Who are you say would be profiting that was responsible for your son's death? Well, I'm saying that right after the shooting, there were lots of donations that came into Orlando, and many of those donations went to a newly formed private nonprofit by the owners of the Pulse nightclub, and they call it the One Pulse Foundation. And that that's who's orchestrating this whole museum idea, and they are making salaries, which is profit. Let me ask you, Christine. and expenses. I I, I think somebody like you who suffered the ultimate loss in this tragedy here, we all feel the pain, but nothing like someone who lost her son. What do you think an appropriate commemoration would be of the Pulse nightclub massacre? Well, my son was a mental health therapist. He was a clinical psychologist, and he, I mean, of course our egos would want there to be all kinds of fanfare over their lives, but my son would want something very simple and something that could actually help other people. Like what? Like a community center, a community support center, where it would be in honor of those who were killed, but it would be helping those who are still alive. Think we could do that for less than $45 million, Christine? Oh, and it's going to run into way past $45 million. How do you That's know? That's just the beginning. I have heard, I don't have any proof, but I have heard they're already talking in excess of $100 million. $45, $50 million, that's a 
starting. That's where everything starts. How, you know, how, how, do, how, do you account, how do you account for this runaway uh, spending? Well, I like what you said about if you say anything against it, people label you as homophobic. You are spot on the money right there because I can be pro-gay. Of course I loved my son, and I respect all gay rights. But I can still be anti-museum. It's almost like if you're anti-museum, people label you as being anti-LGBTQ. How do we stop this? How do we stop this and scale this down and get some perspective here? We have, I mean, it's madness. It's literally, it's madness. The community has to, you know, wake up to this issue, get some common sense behind us, realize that you can do something something simple and honorably and not have private people profit, have it all public and not be exorbitant with using taxpayer money and use the donor money that's already out there. And then you get these corporations who have already, for those exact same reasons, they're afraid to be politically incorrect and doing anything against because they get labeled anti-gay. They, I understand. They you yeah. are right, Christine. I am out of time. A grieving mother who lost her son at Pulse. I think you've become the voice of reason here, not only this morning, uh, but you've been very vocal in your opposition. We want to thank you for listening to our show and for calling in this morning, Christine. God bless okay, you. Okay, and thank you. You're spot on in all of everything you're saying. That's nice to hear on occasion on this <laughs> from this chair. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Alan, to you now. An impeachment vote of sorts on Capitol Hill today and the magic kick off a homestand. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. We spent a lot of time with Christine Leinen, who lost her son in the Pulse nightclub massacre and is opposed to the Pulse memorial as it is conceived now and selected the design here. A texter saying, I totally agree with Christine. Thanks for having her on and having the conversation. Another one says... It's a giant money grab, but man, this caller is right on the money. And uh, another, you are right on, but you will be criticized, bud, for your opinion, but you are right on in this regard. Now, impeachment is also a huge story, and we'll deal with that at 7. Allen has the latest right now. A formal vote is set in the House today, setting rules for the impeachment inquiry against President Trump. We get more from Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. The resolution this morning is not a vote for or against impeachment, but will be the first test of support for the ongoing inquiry. Determining whether he should be impeached will be open to the public view just as it should be. Massachusetts Democrat Jim McGovern introduced the resolution establishing a pathway for open hearings and subpoena power for the Intelligence Committee. Oklahoma Republican Tom Cole argues it prevents President Trump from mounting a defense. Frankly, I think we're moving toward a preordained result. Democratic leaders say there will be opportunities for the president and his counsel to participate once the inquiry moves to the Judiciary Committee. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank. Florida as hometown bank. Two Orlando police officers are among four people injured in a crash on Colonial Drive near John Young Parkway. The collision happened before three this morning when a marked patrol car was going through a green light and a white sedan pulled into its path. Police do not think the injuries are life-threatening. A teacher from St. Cloud High is being held in the Osceola County Jail accused of battering a student. 
Police say 34-year-old Jason Parks slammed a female student against a wall, then slammed her down to the ground. According to police, it all started after the female student was hitting a male student because he pulled a chair out from under her. I've got real questions about this story. I'm already getting a text message on it, and we'll get into it in a moment, Alan. All right, bud. It's Halloween, and here in Florida... AAA is activating its free tow-to-go program. Spokesman John Pecchio advises you to have a plan to get home safely. That means staying where you're celebrating, utilizing a taxi or a ride-sharing company, having a designated driver, or using AAA's tow-to-go program. You can get a free ride home for you and your vehicle by calling 855-2-TOW-TO-GO. Nikola Vucevic led the way with 21 points and 13 rebounds as the Magic knocked off the Knicks 95-83 at the Amway Center. Aaron Gordon posted 15 points and 11 boards as Orlando evened its record at 2-2. Magic head coach Steve Clifford says the defense continues to carry them. I do believe we have such good defensive talent within our roster that my thing was, you know, through this first, whatever, 10, 12 games, we can defend and compete our way through, you know, until we get our offense going. And I thought that's what they did tonight. The Magic host Milwaukee tomorrow night. Headlines now. President Trump's Education Secretary Betsy DeVos says the U.S. is in a student achievement crisis. These comments coming after the 2019 National Assessment of Educational Progress results were released yesterday. The results showing fourth grade reading declined in 17 states, eighth grade reading declined in 31 states. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. While we're talking about public school, this is a story I'm going to keep an eye on. We definitely need to know more here. Can't reach any firm conclusions, but I am concerned and have questions in the wake of um, St. Cloud High School environmental science teacher Jason Parks, who's been in the Osceola County system now for about four years, uh, no problems that I am aware of, wound up getting arrested. What did he do to deserve to get arrested while he was at school? He broke up a fight between a couple of students. One student pulled a chair out from the other one who fell, I guess, on the, on the floor and vowed to, you know, get even the one who went down, and punched the other kid at the end of the class and got into a fight that Jason Parks tried to break up. The video shows that he slammed the girl. There was a girl involved here. I don't know if it was two girls, one girl, and a boy. I have no idea. That he slammed the girl into a wall and then onto the ground, and, um, and, and he was arrested for it. Wow, he was arrested for it? It's been taken out of circulation and, you know, and, and put elsewhere away from the school here. You know, I'm not into, you know, obviously it's, it, we, we can't have, you know, big, strong, grown teachers abusing students here. But the kids are the problem. They started the fight. He had nothing to do with that, it is reported. He just tried to break it up, and they thought he was too harsh in what he did. So they didn't discipline him, tell him you can't do that with students. And, I'm, and I don't know what he's supposed to do. Is he supposed to let the two of them fight until they kill each other? Is that what he's supposed to do? Has he got to keep hands off right now? And he gets arrested? Really? I mean, I have questions, and so does one of our texters who caught my headline on this earlier, Melissa. Yeah, actually, he's uh, spot on. He said, you wonder why teachers are fleeing the profession to save someone from injury and then be sued because of it? That's insane. I actually applaud the teacher who stepped in at personal risk, who could have been injured by the students 
and broke up the fight. Some of these kids are athletes. Some of them are much larger, much stronger than the teachers. Due to the lack of respect and parental attitudes, teachers face this kind of problem every single day and no backup from the administration. You know, I mean, if you want to discipline the teacher or whatever, if that's appropriate here, maybe. But an arrest out on bail now. Can you even imagine this? And suspended from teaching at the school. I don't know if I'd, I'd, I would think if a teacher broke up a fight between two kids and did what it took to break up the fight between the two students, maybe, maybe not a citation, but a commendation would be in order. We'll keep our eyes on this story. We're going to have a live report on the California fires that came very close to taking out the Reagan Presidential Library high on the hill in Simi Hill and came close to the Reagan's gravesite as well. The very latest coming up. Headlines internationally, at least 70 people are dead. 30 more injured after a gas canister exploded on a train in Pakistan. Police say the train was passing through uh, an area this morning when the cylinder exploded, causing a fire which spread throughout the train. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we do it all for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. You've been hearing about it. You've been seeing it on television. Wildfires ravaging parts of northern and southern California. Let's get the latest on the situation out there as we bring in News Radio WFLA National Correspondent Jason Campadonia from Los Angeles. Welcome back. What's going on in California? What's the latest you have, Jason? Over about two hours ago, a massive blaze has broke out near Big, Big Bear Lake out in the Inland Empire, uh, Southern California. And it uh, was started out as just kind of a small fire. It looked like maybe a structure fire. It's grown to well over several hundred acres. I've watched personally about five or six homes burn to the ground already. Massive evacuations are happening right now. There's also another spot fire down in the, in the Inland Empire area, which is about 100 miles uh, east of Los Angeles. That fire is at about 100 acres, which also broke, uh, broke out earlier this morning. Um, Jason, I want to play a little sound from coverage yesterday of the frightening scene in the area of the Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley. Here is Fox reporter William Lajeunesse, followed by a shaken director of the Reagan Presidential Library. It was a very close call. The Reagan Library was at one point surrounded on three sides by fire as these fierce winds drive the flames westward. I stood on a hill with a couple, with a dozen firemen who literally stopped flames about a hundred yards from President and Mrs. Reagan's gravesite. That shows you just how close this came. It was the place was really in peril. My goodness, what a frightening situation there, Jason. What is the latest on uh, on the fires in the area of the Reagan Library? So that's the easy fire right now. Officials have it at about 1,600 acres and zero percent containment. There are a couple of reports out there, and this is unconfirmed, that that fire may have been started at a homeless encampment in the area. And with the winds that picked up and were gusting about 75 miles an hour in that area, that fire started out as a small spot fire and then quickly, quickly grew. Firefighters gave it everything they had. Yeah, but is the Reagan Library out of danger? Absolutely. It is absolutely, totally out of danger. And, you know, they've got fire prevention there as well. It's it's uh, on top of a hillside. It's all kind of by itself. They bring in goats 
to chew through the vegetation. Yeah. So at least it kept the fire at bay. Yeah, and they did a tremendous job. And millions of Reagan's papers, the grave sites, of course, Air Force One that he used is there. And, and, it, and it's, you know, it's the most popular presidential library. And boy, that was really scary. Take us quickly into wine country north of San Francisco. What's going on with the fires there? Uh, good news is that the uh, winds are dying down in Northern California. The Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County, that's at 77,000 acres. Still hundreds of thousands of people are evacuated. But fire crews now say that that fire is 45% contained, so they're making some headway. Jason, this is Alan Spector. Uh, what about uh, fatalities? Have we had any yet, any, any serious injuries from all these fires in California? So in the past couple of months, when really fire season kicked into high gear, uh, we've only had three fatalities. And, and that's what's great, is that people are starting to listen to the warnings. If you, listen in, if you live in a fire-prone area and you know that it's going to be hot, like it has been here, temperatures around 80 to 90, 100 degrees, and it's going to be dry, low humidity, and I'm talking like 1% to 2% humidity. Mm. And w- couple that with the high winds, you're, you're instructed to be ready to go at a moment's notice. And people are heeding that warning. They're gathering their ID. They're gathering their me- medication, uh, you know, important documents, photo albums, things like that. They're getting that ready. And then when fire crews say, okay, it's time to get set, they're packing their cars. And then when they say it's time to go, people are evacuating. So that's really helping uh, people stay alive. And in closing here, what about those planned blackouts here to keep the uh – you know, the, the, the utility wires from torching new fires. Are millions still being left in the dark? Uh, that's exactly right. And here's the deal. Even though the winds are dying down, we're not out of the woods just yet. They think that it's going to be a high wind advisory uh, throughout the weekend in most parts of, of California. So power will be out to uh, probably hundreds of thousands still come Monday. And that'll be a week in some spots where people haven't had any power. Really appreciate the update. Our News Radio WFLA National Correspondent Jason Campadoni alive with us in the middle of the night out in Los Angeles. Jason, thank you so much. Thank you. Alan, um, great question on the casualties out there mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not hearing much about that. It's amazing that the uh, that the death count is as low as it is, and we hope and pray it will continue to be so. And the firefighters continue to do an amazing, heroic job. They certainly did one around the Reagan Library yesterday. Yep. 7 o'clock right now, news coming up. Baseball has a new champion, and the pulse design is chosen. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together. In just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 7 o'clock. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando, and a happy Halloween to you. Great to have you with us on a Thursday morning at 7 as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the Nats find the road to victory. More in one minute. And it's Halloween Washington style as Pelosi's haunted house prepares to take an impeachment vote. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 
704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. We fought hard and long, and we deserved this, and now it's time to party. Let's go, man! Fans of the Washington Nationals excited because their team is on top of the baseball world for the first time ever. 3 2. Joe Buck on Fox. Daniel Hudson strikes out Michael Brantley to give the Washington Nationals the 6-2 Game 7 win over the Houston Astros as the Nats are World Series champions for the first time in franchise history, winning four games to three. Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg earned MVP honors. He reflected on that honor with Fox. You know, to be able to do it with this, this group of guys is just something special. You know, we didn't quit, and uh, I love every one of those guys. Strasburg, the first number one overall pick in the MLB draft to earn most valuable player in the World Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Nationals are the one thing everyone in Washington can agree on. They love them, and a lot of America loves them as well. I think so. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. When it opens in 2022, the National Pulse Memorial and Museum will tower above South Downtown Orlando. Based on the winning design concept revealed yesterday, a circular museum center will be visible for miles. The goal to honor the 49 victims of the mass nightclub shooting. For those who will never know our 49 angels, they need to know that they're more than just names etched on a memorial. They are more than just additional victims of senseless gun violence. They need to know that they were human beings, each with their own unique story. Orange County School Board Chairman Teresa Jacobs, who was county mayor at the time of the shooting, says the victims had unfulfilled dreams and left behind broken hearts. At 8 o'clock, we'll uh, interview Leah Shepard. She is the chief operating officer of the One Pulse Foundation that is the driving force behind these plans. Coming up. Trick or treating in the Tampa Bay area should be safer after action by the sheriff. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister went to the homes of registered sex offenders yesterday to remind them they're not allowed to decorate their homes or pass out candy. Ronister said it's important to remind the offenders they cannot participate in any Halloween activities so kids can trick-or-treat without worry. The school board in Palm Beach County is exploring the possibility of a lawsuit against the largest manufacturer of vaping products in the country. Two law firms had approached the school district's general counsel after filing suit against Juul Labs on behalf of several districts around the country. Michelle Suskauer, a former president of both the Palm Beach County and Florida Bars, is following the situation closely. There are allegations that these e-cig companies are targeting kids with their marketing, having different flavors that appeal to kids, like cotton candy. It is really significant. It's a health issue. The school district calls it dangerous and harmful behavior. And a Fox News personality is scheduled to appear next month at a fundraiser held by the Seminole County Republican Party. Janine Perot, who hosts Justice with Judge Janine, will join Republicans at the event on November 12th at 6 p.m. at the Friendly Confines Restaurant in the Altamont Mall. She is a conservative firebrand, Judge Janine Pirro. That will be quite a night. Yeah, you know, I live across the street from the mall, and I'm sure I'll be able to hear her <laughs> from my home. Oh, I think in reaction <laughs> to her as well. WFLA News Time is 7.07. A university is investigating incidents of video voyeurism in its dorms. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. 
Good morning, Orlando. Butt heading around, Inspector. Melissa Fox in Yaffe's chair. He's still on vacation. And Colton is our brand new screener. We're breaking him in this morning. He's doing a good job. He's the voice you will hear if you want to get on the line and talk about impeachment. Because my question to you is, when all is said and done, how is this all going to shake out? Advantage Democrats? Advantage Trump? Will he be impeached? Will they never take the vote? If they do, will it, uh, you know, will it, uh, will it essentially get the president impeached? Could he be convicted in the Republican-dominated Senate? How do you see this turning out? You're an astute audience here. I think the most astute politically in all of talk radio. So you want to get in early and tell me how you think when all is said and done, this impeachment game ends and what happens. 407-916-5400. I'll give you the latest on what's going on in a moment. And you can text us at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. And by the way, could you use $1,000? We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could be winning a grand. Watch for a call from area code 513 informing you that you're the winner. And listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. It's 709 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlines now and the hot talk topic of this hour of Good Morning Orlando. The very first formal vote on the impeachment investigation is going to happen this morning. The House Rules Committee passed a resolution late last night. Republicans offered up a slew of amendments. The Democrats had the votes and they shot down most of them. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I think a lot of people are under the misapprehension that this is going to be the vote to impeach President Trump in the House. It is not. Um, it is a milestone, though. We haven't gone down this road too many times in the history of this republic. This would be the fourth time, in fact, Andrew Johnson post Civil War. Uh, Richard Nixon, of course, uh, in the 70s, and then in the late 90s, Bill Clinton. And that has been it. And now um, the Democrats are careening down the highway here on the impeachment express. They are driving the bus. But I think before this is over, it's going to go over a cliff and take them with it, figuratively. Today is a a vote... um, that will set the rules for proceeding further toward impeachment. Um, To the advantage of the Trump White House, it establishes the ability of the Trump team to call and cross-examine witnesses uh, when this gets to the Judiciary Committee from Intel. And uh, that, but but it's all going to be subject to you know the approval of those in charge and those in charge of the Democrats. So this this is still this is a a stack deck. Uh, process here. It really is a sham in so many ways. But it's interesting to hear from a couple of key members of the team. And Melissa, let's do that right now. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was on Fox with Martha McCallum on the story last night at 7, addressing the question at the heart of the Democrats' push for impeachment, the president's call uh, with the president of Ukraine. Here's Martha with the question and then Pompeo. 
Did you hear anything on that call that is not in the transcript? I heard the president very clearly on that call talking about making sure that corruption, whether that corruption took place in the 2016 election, whether that corruption was continuing to play, take place, that yeah. the monies that were being provided would be used appropriately, was very consistent with what I'd understood so, President Trump and our administration to be doing all along. Now, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican chairman of the Judiciary Committee here, course, if the House were to impeach Trump, and I think they actually will do that, they loathe him so much, even without a strong hand, and they don't have a strong hand right now at all when it comes to impeachment, I think they'll do it. Then it, of course, has to be taken up by the Constitution's rules to uh, in the United States Senate, where the president gets put on trial. Um, if the House impeaches Trump, how many Republican votes in the Senate, Graham is asked here, might there be to convict the president and remove him from office? This is an unfair process being driven by sore losers, and there's not one vote in the United States Senate to impeach President Trump based on this phone call because he did nothing wrong. Meaning not one Republican vote. I don't know. Mitt Romney worries me, but he's got his own thing going with Trump. Um, but again, in order to remove the president from office in a Senate trial, the Democrats are going to have to get 20 Republican senators to vote their way. I don't see it happening by anything that is out there on the table now. Do you, Melissa? Oh, no, not at all. I've told you all along it's, this is a sham. And, and did you say we're voting to uh, on how they're going to proceed with yes, impeachment? Yes, Isn't that already mapped out for us? No. Oh, no, okay. no, it, it, it isn't. There, there, there's a lot more detail and structure that will be revealed through this vote today. It's going to be a tough vote for a lot of those Democrats. There's 31 of them in the House who managed to get into the House of Representatives winning in districts that Trump won big in 2016. They're going to have to go on the record today, and a lot of them are really squirming about this vote, that we want to vote to continue toward impeaching President Trump. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we voted you win, but we still love Trump. We're going to have your head and your job for this. So there's a lot going on here, a lot of drama. Democrats are all excited that John Bolton may testify. I think they might be a little less excited if they thought about it like I have. Here in a moment, I'll tell you about what I think on the Bolton angle. But here's my question to you. You're watching all of this go down. How does it ultimately play out? Does the House impeach the president or do they not? And if they do, does he get convicted in the Senate and thrown out of office or not? And what will the political ramifications be for the 2020 election and beyond? How do you see it? I'd love to know. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on the Thursday edition, the Halloween edition of Good Morning Orlando. Interesting headline right now from Twitter. They will no longer accept political advertising. The ban goes into place next month on Twitter. CEO Jack Dorsey tweeting the news saying that political ads can influence votes that affect the lives of millions. He wrote that misleading information and deep fakes are increasing in sophistication at an overwhelming scale. He's right. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
No, to Pelosi's haunted house we go on Halloween for the impeachment rules vote. Coming up this morning, they say, perhaps at 10.30 or 11. Yes, it is a scary place, Pelosi's haunted house. <laughs> ah, yeah, we'll see how all of that goes. Uh, listen, here's the way I think this is going to go. I think ultimately the Democrats loathe Trump so much and they are so far down the road and so invested in impeachment here, you know, over this lame deal with this call, which is not what the founding fathers had in mind when it comes to throwing an elected president out of office. And uh, there is polling out there that shows, yeah, there are quite a number of people and a growing number of people who are in for the inquiry, the impeachment inquiry, but not for the actual impeachment of the president. I think it's going to be a big problem, but they're going to, there's no way they can turn, turn back. They will lose so much faith and political capital if they do. They will take the vote, and they will have the votes. But it may be close, and they will impeach the president. They will throw it into the Senate for trial, and the thing will go down in flames. Because the, 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 the Republicans control the Senate, and there are not enough of them who hate Trump enough to bail on him and give this to the Democrat and have their president, their man, whether they like him particularly or not, thrown out of office. That's the way this is going to go down, and there's going to be hell to pay for Democrats who went down this road in the 2020 election. You know, when they impeached Clinton but didn't remove him from office, okay, over the Lewinsky affair, um, it, it really, really hurt the Democrats. It really did. It helped the Republicans. So at any rate, there we go. As far as John Bolton, and he did not part company well with Trump as national security advisor. He doesn't like Trump. They're on bad terms now. He doesn't like Rudy Giuliani. They want to drag him in there to talk about Giuliani and this whole Ukraine thing. One thing I think they don't understand is the Democrats are salivating about Bolton's testimony. And, you know, they say you're going to get him one way or another. He's either going to volunteer or they're going to subpoena him. Bolton is saying, I will not come unless I'm subpoenaed. My guess is he will be subpoenaed and he will show up. But this guy, above all, he may have problems with Trump and Giuliani. He is fiercely conservative Republican, a real neocon Republican, Alan. And I cannot believe that he will do anything to throw President Trump under the bus and send him on the way perhaps to removal from office. I cannot imagine Bolton going there. Yeah, John Bolton, though, does have a reputation for being very outspoken. Oh, yeah. And I think the Democrats are hoping he'll be very outspoken when they when he gets before them on Capitol Hill. I just, I think he hates the Democrats 10 times more than he hates Trump and maybe Giuliani. We'll have to see. There's a lot going on here. Um, one of our callers or texters saying he will be impeached in the House then he will resign claiming illness because he will be convicted in the Senate? Really? Wow. Okay. It is Halloween. I suppose anything can come up the here. The amazing Kreskin testing yeah, us this morning. That? And said another one, when due process is essentially suspended and you can create a never-ending investigation, you can eventually convict anyone of something. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you got it. In order to throw them out of office, they have to get 20 Republican senators to go in that direction, and I do not see it. Halloween edition of Good Morning Orlando. Melissa Fox on the prowl in Yaffe's absence in the control room. Having a little bit of fun there. Colton is our screener this morning first time. And Alan's got some news out of North Korea. 
generally speaking, that's not good. What do you know? Well, bud, it looks like North Korea is at it again. U.S. allies in the Pacific detecting more weapons launches from Kim Jong-un and company. South Korea's military saying it spotted two North Korean weapons being fired toward the sea. It's not clear exactly what they were, although Japan thinks they were ballistic missiles. This the latest in a flurry of North Korean launches since the summer. North Korea hasn't commented, but it has been complaining in recent days about the slow pace of negotiations with the United States about nuclear weapons. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has set a deadline of the end of the year for a deal to be agreed. Simon Owen, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As we've been talking about on Good Morning Orlando, the full U.S. House votes today on a resolution formalizing the impeachment process against President Trump. Republican Congressman Ted Yoho of Gainesville says it's not exactly what it appears to be. They're going to vote on the impeachment inquiry, but it's the mm -hmm. process. They're still not legitimizing the impeachment inquiry. And I know it's not constitutional that they do that, but it was precedence in the past three impeachments. Still, Yoho tells Fox News Democrats are getting closer to opening up the process. And he says the more sunlight on the proceedings, the better for the American people. What's this I hear the Fox person doing the interview? Uh, <laughs> said, yes. said, thanked him for his service, yeah, well, for being a vet. He, the, the Fox person <laughs> said, with your military background, could I get you to comment on the ISIS raid? And he said, whoa, 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 I'm not a veteran, I'm a veterinarian. And so he is, Ted Yoho. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Might little spend a little bit more time getting ready for that interview. Missed it by that much. A <laughs> Just a little bit outside. <laughs> a video shot at a Seminole County school shows what one parent says is a sign of a toxic culture. The video released yesterday was reportedly shot last year, and it shows a noose in a locker room at Oviedo High School. The superintendent is calling for an investigation. Yeah, and we're hearing more and more complaints about uh, this kind of thing going on out there. So we'll see what we find. The Magic kick off a three-game homestand with a 95-83 victory over the New York Knicks at the Amway Center. Magic center Nikola Vucevic led the way with 21 points and 13 rebounds. He does say the offense has room to improve. I mean, still 95 total is not uh, you know, where you want to be offensively. You need more than that nowadays in the league, the way it's been, the way the game is going. But I think that um, it was better, better second half for us for sure. Defensively, I thought we were really good. 48 minutes, so but good win. We needed this one. Orlando now 2-2. Two and two. They'll host the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night. A Brevard County native will be in the National Sports Spotlight tonight. MMA fighter Mohamed Darice of Titusville will be on ESPN2 at 8 o'clock as part of a professional fighters league tournament in Las Vegas. If the 31-year-old known as Mo Muscle wins two matches, he'll advance to the finals on New Year's Eve with a chance to win a million dollars. Darice is the father of three and was a state wrestling champ at Titusville High. I'm going to check that out. ESPN2 yeah. at 8? Mo Muscle. All right. From Titusville. Elsewhere... Def Leppard goes from rock to pop. Any excuse to play Def Leppard. Thank you. The members of Def Leppard are the latest rockers to be turned into Funko Pop figures. 
Are you familiar with these pop dolls? You got me. I'm looking it up right now. I know, Melissa, (laughs) I'm sure you've seen them. They're they're little figures with oversized heads, and they come in many, many forms, uh, many comic strip characters, cartoon characters. We're not talking like bobbleheads here, are we? Not bobbleheads, but kind of in that family. Okay. Uh, uh, Funko's blog post promoting the Def Leppard pop dolls reads, Bring a massive sound wave of new wave British heavy metal to your collection. The set includes plastic versions of Def Leppard lead singer Joe Elliott, bassist Rick Savage, guitarist Phil Collin, and guitarist Vivian Campbell, and even drummer Rick Allen, minus his left arm. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. Yeah, he was in a terrible car accident, lost his left arm, uh, but continues to play the drums. This adds on to a busy year for Def Leppard. The band had a fruitful Las Vegas residency. They have plans to release a new live album, and they plan to go on tour again next year. How do you play the drums with one arm? Very well. And they waited for him, you yeah. know, to recover and everything. That is, that is a very interesting story about Remarkable. Def Leppard. They were, you know, very hot in the mid-'80s, and Rick uh, Allen had this uh, car accident, lost his arm. The band said, we're not going on without him. And they waited about three years yeah, for him to recover and then figure out uh, a configuration of drums that he can play a combination with his feet and with his right uh, arm. Yeah, normally they just move right along. It's like, sorry, you know, yeah. keep moving. But Amazing. they waited for this guy, very, and it, it's well worth it. Yeah, wow. very loyal. A Missouri bartender is walking away with the tip of a lifetime. Taylor Russey tells the Missouri Lottery that a customer at Bleacher's Bar in O'Fallon left her with a Powerball ticket as a tip over the weekend. The lottery ticket ended up winning big, earning Russie $50,000. Wow. The ticket matched four of the five numbers plus the Powerball. Not bad. Better than a 15% tip any day. And finally, go ahead and drop an F-bomb at the gym. It will improve your workout. What? That's what a new study finds, bud. Researchers in England say cursing supports your stress response. The flush of adrenaline boosts heart rate and oxygen intake. Swearing is also found to help the body combat pain. But researchers point out if curse words are used too much, they lose their power over pain. Right. They can also cost you your job in our line of work. One or two (laughs) F-bombs goes a long way. Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Alan, you suppose there are any Funko Pop doll versions of the Glenn Miller Orchestra? I, I'm not aware of any out there. Let's uh, contact the company and see if they can arrange that. <laughs> I've got Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons, but I don't know about... <laughs> <laughs> well, we can tell you this. The Glenn Miller Orchestra, believe it or not, making a one-night stand here in Orlando at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. What a great to start your new year with tickets that are red hot right now, an evening of swing music, all the great Glenn Miller tunes, and uh, people are going crazy for this. We have free tickets for you right now, and lock it in. Make a great Christmas gift for somebody else if it's not for you. But if you have not won our game in a month, you're eligible to play and win Sound Judgment right now. 407-916-5400. It's a terrific prize, a valuable prize. 407-916-5400. Get in right now. First-timers always welcome along with the regulars, but you cannot have won within the last month. Company rules. 407-916-5400. I'm on the hunt for sound judgment contestants. Hey, grab the 
toll-free now at 866-916-5400. Mainline 407-916-5400. Sound judgment followed by the Rush Morning Update. It's all dead ahead for you on the Halloween edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, sports, and I can't believe we have a texter asking who won the World Series, but we do, and here is the answer. The Washington Nationals are the World Series champions for the very first time. They beat the Astros 6-2 in Game 7 in Houston. Anthony Rendon and Howie Kendrick both homering in a three-run seventh inning to erase a 2-0 deficit for Washington, and the road team won all seven games in this series. That has never happened ever in the history of the World Series, dating back to 1903. Amazing. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. One of those great old Glenn Miller tunes that are timeless will be played when the Glenn Miller Orchestra makes a one-night stand in Orlando. And you're going on us if you're our sound judgment winner. Colton, who's our screener for the first time and also is guarding the the prize closet. What's in there, buddy? We've got a pair of tickets to see the legendary Glenn Miller Orchestra from New York performing one day only in Orlando. The greatest big band of all time will perform its greatest hits show at the Walt Disney Theater Sunday, January 12th at 3 p.m. Tickets on sale now at the drphilipscenter.org. And thank you. If you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer in an open line at 407-916-5400. This is a little different now for today's Sound Judgment Game as we ask you to listen to the theme song of an iconic television show. It happens to be the birthday of the man who created this show and starred in it for years. He has since passed away, but listen to the sound of the familiar theme song. You probably watch this show with your kids. Then use your sound judgment to name the show, the star, and then tell me how old he would be today had he lived. Name the show, the star, and how old he would be had he lived. Line one, go ahead. Oh, that's impossible. It's it's Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie, and the, the age, I'm going to guess, 70? No. No, but you're on the way. 407-916-5400. You got two out of three. Line two, give me those three answers. Michael Landon. House on the Prairie, and I think he would be 81 today, correct? No, but you're closer. You're closer. You're closer. Open lines, 407-916-5400. Jump in. You might win. Line three. I need three answers. What are they? Um, let's see. Little House on the Prairie, Michael Landon, and I believe 82. No, but you're getting warmer. Mm. Line four, you're next up. Go ahead, name the show, the star. How old would he be had he lived? Go ahead, line four. Line four. Yes, Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie, 85. No! You overshot the runway to the toll-free line. Name the show, the star. How old would he be had he lived? Little House on the Prairie, Michael Landon, 83. Yeah, we got a winner. There you go. 
He was waiting for Siri to give him the answer. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend. You did it. And thanks for getting us off the hook. Rush is waiting in the wings, and he's ready to go on. And he'd heard about enough of these wrong answers. Congratulations to you. What's your first name? I am Bobby from Eustace, bud man. Oh, our old buddy Bobby from up in Lake County going to the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Congratulations, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day, big guy. Uh, happy Halloween to you. Stay on the line. Colton will take your information and we'll get you the tickets. Whew. That was a bit of a struggle. Never asked for three answers before. Yeah. It's kind you, of fun to watch him maybe, squirming out there. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Flailing around. <laughs> That's what Rush is saying. He's wondering, am I ever going on with the morning update? <laughs> He's waiting. Oh, right yeah. And he will be right with you after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando, and a happy Halloween to you. Welcome aboard on a Thursday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Once again, here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540, I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, baseball has a new champion. More in a minute. And the design finalists, the winning design has been chosen for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. And we are talking with the chief operating officer of One Pulse Foundation, live moments from now on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Washington, D.C. is getting ready to party like it's 1924 as the Nationals are crowned the champions of baseball. Fly the curly W in the nation's capital. That's down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for a home run. Joe Buck on Fox. Howie Kendrick with the two-run blast in the top of the seventh to give the Washington Nationals their first lead of the game. They would pull away with three more runs as the Nats defeat the Houston Astros 6-2 to take Game 7 of the World Series and become world champs for the first time in franchise history. It marks the first champion baseball team from D.C. since the Washington Senators back in 1924. Nationals pitcher Steven Strasburg earning World Series MVP. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And that Baby Shark song became that team song sometime this season. Yeah, uh, around around June, Gerardo uh, Para became uh, part of the Washington Nationals team, and to honor his two-year-old daughter, he chose "Baby Shark" as his walk-up song, and fans took to it, and it became, uh, as you said, the theme song for the national season. And maybe a good luck charm. I think so. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The One Pulse Foundation is selecting the company and design that'll be used for a memorial and museum to honor the victims of the 2016 mass nightclub shooting. A circular museum center features a garden and a memorial visible for miles that will change the face of downtown Orlando. Orange County School Board Chairman Teresa Jacobs, who was county mayor at the time of the shooting, said the sites will help history remember how the victims lived. Because Pulse wasn't just the place where people died. Pulse was the place that Barbara created so that everyone could come. Everyone could be accepted. 
Everyone could experience joy, a place of belonging, a sanctuary of celebration. Jacob's referring to Pulse owner Barbara Poma. The nightclub site will be turned into a memorial with a reflecting pond, 49 colors, and 49 trees to remember each victim of the shooting. It's a very elaborate design. You can see it all on the website before we start talking about it in a moment. Check it out at uh, WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Budman. And our special guest will be the chief operating officer of One Pulse Foundation, Leah Shepard, in moments. Five people, including four teenagers, are facing charges for a deadly shooting in Volusia County. A 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, two 19-year-olds, and a 29-year-old have been indicted for killing Randy Muller three months ago at his home in Daytona Beach. There's no word on a motive for the killing or how the suspects knew the 34-year-old victim. The wildfires continue across California. Fox's Christina Coleman reporting from Simi Valley. It is windy. Those wind gusts still going strong. Fortunately, firefighters were able to stop those flames from getting to the Reagan Library yesterday. The easy fire threatened the Reagan Library. Those flames were fueled by wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour at times. The fire threatened 7,000 other structures and damaged two homes. It burned about 1,600. 150 acres. Firefighters were able to prevent any damage to the Reagan Library. And the returns are in on this year's most popular Halloween costumes. Netflix's Stranger Things is a big hit. Characters from NBC's The Office continue to be an extremely popular option, as well as horror classic Michael Myers costumes from Halloween the Movie and Pennywise the Clown from It. WFLA News Time is 808 these stories and others, you can find them online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Good morning and happy Halloween. Bud heading around Inspector Melissa Fox and Colton is our screener for the very first time. And he's going to bring on our special guest in just a moment. Now that we have that design finalist uh, selected right now for the Pulse Memorial and Museum, it is elaborate. Check it out on the website at WFLAOrlando.com. Keyword Budman will be talking about it with Leah Shepard, the chief operating officer of the One Pulse Foundation, in a moment, and then we will be taking your calls. Right now, another chance for you to win money as we attempt to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. Listen up for the keyword of the hour, which we're going to announce in just seconds. Text that keyword to 200-200, you could win $1,000. Then be watching for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you have won. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. News, weather, and traffic, an update in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 809. Local headlines, if you're just joining us, a Fox News personality scheduled to appear next month at a fundraiser held by the Seminole County Republican Party. Janine Pirro, who hosts Justice with Judge Janine, will join Republicans at the event on November 12th at 6 p.m. at the Friendly Confines Restaurant in the Altamont Mall. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So, the long awaited news we have a winner in the design competition for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. 
And um, it is the, uh, the entry from a French firm, Coldify Associates, that will be teaming up with the Orlando-based HHCP Architects um, to build this um, remarkable structure. And it's more than one structure. Let's find out all about it right now as we bring in Leah Shepard, who is the Chief Operating Officer of the One Pulse Foundation. I really appreciate you coming on this morning, Leah. Good morning to you. Are we there? Leah, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I think I can okay. right now. All right. Tell, tell us all about this design. What, what are your thoughts on it this morning? Um, it, it's breathtaking. I mean, aesthetically, obviously, it's beautiful. We were thrilled to be able to partner with this firm. When the entire design competition started about nine months ago, um, we sit down and got a cue to the world, and we had 68 different design teams from 19 different countries respond. Um, and I think that's kind of reflective. You were here in Orlando when this happened, and you saw the way the world responded. So we weren't surprised that the world responded again um, to participate in this design competition. Um, it came down to six teams, and the final team who was selected um, from the jury really came from the comments that we got from the families and the survivors and the first responders in the community. We had a 10-day window where people could come see the design to the History Center. They could view them on the line. They could provide their comments about what they liked and what they didn't like. And I think that's why we want to, We can't emphasize enough that this is a design concept. And so starting in January, we go out to the community, and we're going to be at local public libraries. We're going to engage the community to come in and look at the design and tell us what they like, what they don't like, what works, what they want to see in the museum, what they want to learn in the museum, what they want the memorial to feel like. Um, this final product is only going to be as good as the feedback and the participation we get from the community. So we appreciate you given us the opportunity to, to reach out and let the community know we still need their help. Well, we posted photos. We posted um, the remarkable uh, video there, the, the, the concept of this, on our website at WFLAOrlando.com, uh, keyword Budman. Folks, you need to take a look at this. I mean, it is, it is absolutely stunning. How much of this do you think will ultimately survive and become reality? I'm particularly interested in that museum that would sit on Cayley, uh, near I-4, and it looks like it goes up, you know, some say higher than the Statue of Liberty, which would be over 300 <laughs> feet. I mean, th this thing, the, some, somebody said it kind of looks like an artsy craftsy stylized version of a nuclear plant cooling tower. I mean, is uh, all of this actually going to happen? It is going to happen. And, and again, when you say what the final final product will look like, again, that's up for the community to decide. Um, as it relates to the height, it, it won't be as tall as the Statue of Liberty we wish. Um, that certainly is um, aspirational. But it is going to be the first thing that, that people see when they drive into downtown Orlando. It's right there on that corner of Keeley and Division, as you mentioned. And it's meant to be inspiring. It's meant to be something that when people walk in or drive into Orlando, and it's the first thing that they see that they feel love and they feel hope and they feel that response that this community gave when this tragedy happened. Uh, let me ask you a couple of quick, tough questions because we don't have a lot of time, Leah. Talk sure. about Leah Shepard, Chief Operating Officer, One Pulse Foundation here. What do you say to your critics who say that $45 million is too much? This is turning into a Pulse District, you know, South Orlando urban renewal project. You're sure. turning it into a tourist attraction. $45 sure. million. Dollars. Why so much? Sure, it, 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 is, it is a lot of money, um, but it takes a lot of money to build. I mean, you've seen the size and the scope of this project. Um, it encompasses multiple parcels, the parcel that the museum sits on and the parcel where the memorial is going to be. And it also encompasses that survivor's walk that we talk about that, that retraces the steps that those survivors took from the front door of the Pulse nightclub to the front door of the Level 1 Trauma Center where those heroes saved 68 people. And so creating something that's this large per square foot 
it, it is. We understand. Forty-five million dollars seems like a significant. Uh, let me, let me put. Can I put this in perspective? With all due respect, I would never sure. minimize the tragedy of ninety sure. or forty-nine people slaughtered here. But I, I've looked up um, the memorials for other mass shootings in this country. Virginia Tech. 32 people slaughtered there. They spent 30000 on a memorial. Sandy Hook in Connecticut at the school there, 26 dead, 20 little kids, $250,000 was satisfactory for their memorial. And the most costly memorial for a mass shooting in America, except for, well, 9-11 wasn't a mass shooting, but I'm talking about mass shootings here, sure. would be Columbine, the original school massacre in 1999. They did it for about a million dollars. How do you justify 45 times that? Yeah, and I appreciate you not comparing the lives lost and taken in this one versus the other because there really is no comparison. You know, what is the difference? Is, the difference is when we started this whole process in 2016, keep in mind this happened three years ago, the Pulse shooting was the largest shooting in the United States at that time. It's also the second largest terrorist attack on U.S. soil since 9-11. Oh, I'm so it's glad like, you mentioned terrorist attack because it says in the video that there will be a place to learn at the museum. Will be, we Will we be learning about that or will it just be that we had a lot of, you know, of, of, of gay people killed, and certainly we did, even though the killer didn't know it was a gay club. Are we going to have the radical Islamic terrorist angle on this at the museum? Well, that, that's, what, that's the whole point of going out and doing community outreach and what you learn in the museum. The museum's going to tell the story of what happened that night. It's going to tell the history of safe spaces and how the LGBT community has been marginalized. But you have to remember, six people killed that night were straight. There were two mothers there. there yeah, mother I understand that, there. and there's no doubt there the L- I get it with the LGBT community, but I'm never hearing anything about the reality of who this guy was. Let's listen to Omar Mateen on the 911 call that night. He's not talking about killing gay Americans. He's killing in the name of Allah and radical Islam and ISIS. I pledge allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi of the Islamic State. We need to know that they need to stop bombing off Syria and Iraq. The U.S. is collaborating with Russia, and they're killing innocent women and children, okay? Can you promise Central Florida that that part of the story will be told in the Pulse Memorial and Museum, because I'm not hearing anything about it? Well, you haven't heard a lot about what is going to be in the museum in general. As I mentioned, a lot of that's going to be driven by community outreach. What but I can, can you promise me that that will I be part of the story? Let, let me finish. What I can promise you with complete conviction is we don't mention his name, and we don't pay deference to him, and we don't play recordings of him because it's very hard for the families and the survivors in the community to hear that. So out of respect, you will never have us do that, like what just happened on this radio interview. But I can tell you that that is part of the story, and of course it's going to be part of the story that happens in the museum, but we will never, ever pay deference to him or say his name. Oh, neither do we. But, but the reality but, is he was a radical <laughs> Islamic terrorist, and this is not just about killing a bunch of gay people. He didn't know it was a gay nightclub. It's terrible. Ultimately, so many gays were killed, and Latinos as well, on Latin night at the, at the Pulse nightclub. But it's good to hear that. How about some closing thoughts on this plan for the memorial and the museum? What comes next, Leah? What comes next is what I mentioned. It's the community outreach. Um, starting in January, you're going to see a big plan of us being able to go out, like I said, door-to-door from, from museums to libraries to spaces where the community will come, from UCF to the Valencia to also large employers, and have people who were there on the ground and responding, one blood. I mean, you saw how this community stood in line for hours to give blood. People want this to happen. Our community wants this to happen. But it's only going to be as good as the feedback and the input we get from them. So we're asking for the community to please come out to these library talks, and do conversations and tell us what they want to see. We'll be following it closely and getting the word out. Leah Shepard, Chief Operating Officer, One Pulse Foundation, thanks for being with us here this morning on Good Morning Orlando. 
Thanks, bud. Have a great day. All right. Coming up in a moment, our take and yours on what you have just heard. Check out the um, the concept for this memorial and museum at WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Bud Man. In a moment, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. The Federal Reserve cutting interest rates by a quarter point for the third time this year. The rate cut coming as the nation's economic growth has slowed a bit. Fed Chair Jerome Powell telling reporters the action was taken to help keep the economy strong amid ongoing risks. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Thanks again to Leah Shepard, Chief Operating Officer of the One Pulse Foundation, for coming on here and taking the tough questions. But she seems to have no problem with the idea that this will be 45 times more expensive than any other mass shooting memorial in America. And I think she was um, hedging, I thought, quite a lot on whether or not they would really tell the story of radical Islamic terrorism being behind this massacre. I think it has to be if you're going to tell the whole story of what happened uh, that night on uh, June 12, 2016. You know, uh, but when these six designs came out, the proposed yeah. designs, mm-hmm. uh, I, like you, thought this is all a bit too much. And uh, my reaction to seeing the final design that was chosen uh, was the same as yours. It looks like the cooling tower of a nuclear reactor. Does kind of. The thing is going to be huge, and this is going to be, like it or not, the face of Orlando. You know, when. When bowl games have aerial coverage from the blimp or whatever, uh, that's what we're going to see. We're not going to see necessarily the Lake Eola uh, fountain like we normally would. Well, you know, it's interesting because the texter points that out. The amount of money being spent, the design concept having to be seen from the interstate is obviously an attempt, the texter says, to make Orlando an LGBT mecca. Well, do we want the first impression that people have when they drive into Orlando to be, oh, yeah, that's where all those people died? Well, there's uh, a thought, no, uh, no. That, and that is what this community is going to have to come to grips with. And right now, they're all running headlong here, and nobody wants to say no to them because you're, you know, you're anti-gay if you do. And and, and we can't we can't play that game. And again, I'm not saying that we should not commemorate and oh. remember what happened by all means. And there's no question. And I've always said that. Text line. What's coming in, Melissa? A lot. Uh, this is a forty-five million dollars shrine to the terrorist. Wow. Another one says the amount of money being spent, the design concept, having it being seen from the interstate, obviously, as you said, an attempt to make that the Mecca. Then they went on to say case in point would be the Lake Eola band shell. Another one says she confirmed that they are going to avoid mentioning terrorism, and it proves this entire project. Well, she kind of soft-pedaled it. She suggested to me that in some form it would be... You know, if we go to learn, you will learn about that. I kept hearing community outreach, which meant to me not in the facility, but going out into the community to teach. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard aspiring to uh, wish it was as big as the Statue of Liberty. Did you hear that a couple well, times? Well, I think the community outreach she's talking about is uh, reaching out and getting input from the community as to what this final design should be and what shape this uh, this memorial and museum should take. Zachary, would you stay on the line? You've got something to say we want to hear. I meant to get to you. I can't. We've got news to do right now, but I'm going to make a little more time for all of this here. Thanks for your support on the text line as well, where sometimes I get ripped pretty good. Uh, you were you were glad that we, we asked Leah the tough questions here. 
If you've got something to say at 407-916-5400, please reach out now with the final design of the Pulse Memorial and Museum. Although, you know, they will vary from that apparently, but, you know, Leah um, Shepard seemed to indicate they were going to try to stick pretty close to it and $45 million would be thrown at it. 407-916-5400. You can catch the design on the website, WFLAOlando.com, keyword Budman. Text us at 23680. Alan, I'm sorry. I'm playing on your nickel right now. It's news time. An impeachment vote of sorts on Capitol Hill today and the magic kick off a homestand. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together. More talk about the plans for the Pulse Memorial and Museum coming up. We also talked impeachment earlier, and this is an important day. And Alan, for those of you just joining us, has the latest. A formal vote is set in the House today, bud, setting rules for the impeachment inquiry against President Trump. We get more on this from Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. The resolution this morning is not a vote for or against impeachment, but will be the first test of support for the ongoing inquiry. Determining whether he should be impeached will be open to the public view just as it should be. Massachusetts Democrat Jim McGovern introduced the resolution establishing a pathway for open hearings and subpoena power for the Intelligence Committee. Oklahoma Republican Tom Cole argues it prevents President Trump from mounting a defense. Frankly, I think we're moving toward a preordained result. Democratic leaders say there will be opportunities for the president and his counsel to participate once the inquiry moves to the Judiciary Committee. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two Orlando police officers are among four people injured in a crash on Colonial Drive near John Young Parkway. The collision happened before three this morning when a marked patrol car was going through a green light and a white sedan pulled into its path. Police do not think the injuries are life-threatening. A teacher from St. Cloud High is being held in the Osceola County Jail accused of battering a student. Police say 34-year-old Jason Parks slammed a female student against a wall then slammed her down to the ground. According to police, it all started after the female student was hitting a male student because he had pulled a chair out from under her. It's Halloween, and here in Florida, AAA is activating its free Toe-to-Go program. Spokesman John Pecchio advises you to have a plan to get home safely. That means staying where you're celebrating, utilizing a taxi or a ride-sharing company, having a designated driver, or using AAA's Toe2Go program. You can get a free ride home for you and your vehicle by calling 855-2-TOE-2-GO. Nikola Vucevic led the way with 21 points and 13 rebounds as the Magic knocked off the Knicks 95-83 at the Amway Center. Aaron Gordon posted 15 points and 11 boards, and Orlando evened its record at 2-2. Two two. Magic head coach Steve Clifford says the defense continues to carry them. I do believe we have such good de- defensive talent within our roster that my thing was, you know, through this first, whatever, 10, 12 games, we can defend and compete our way through, you know, until we get our offense going. And I thought that's what they did tonight. The Magic host Milwaukee tomorrow night. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Remember this voice? is Dennis DeYoung, former lead singer of the band Styx. He says he's putting the final touches on a new album. Yesterday, DeYoung announced on his Facebook page this will be his final album, and he decided to write songs about his journey from the beginnings of his career. Dennis DeYoung also said this last album will have a tribute to some of his musical idols.
It looks like actor and former Saturday Night Live star Bill Murray has a new job, if he wants it. He applied at P.F. Chang's in the Atlanta airport, and they hired him. (laughs) What? Bill Murray said he did it because he thinks the Chinese restaurant is one of the best places to eat, and it looks like they have the best time. P.F. Chang's tweeted, when can you start? What's he going to do? Is he a busboy, a waiter? What is he? Probably whatever he wants. Finally, the... could buy the restaurant. That too. (laughs) Finally, the sewers of London are finally cleared of a fatberg. Not an iceberg, but a fatberg weighing more than 80,000 pounds. The big glob of gunk was the size of a double-decker bus, and Thames water utility engineers have now finished removing it mostly by hand. Oh, yeah. After its discovery... How about a truckload of Drano? How many (laughs) have to get down there with that stuff? Uh, After its discovery in a Greenwich sewer, the engineers have taken about three weeks to dispose of the mess. The fatberg consisted of things like cooking oils and wipes, most of which were probably dumped down sinks and flushed down toilets. Nasty. The old fatberg. Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. On those finalized plans for the um, Pulse Memorial and Museum, our callers and our texters have much to say, and we're going to make time to hear from them, and we'd like you to join us at 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. Check out the plans on the website at WFLOrlando.com, keyword Budman. Quick break, update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic two minutes ahead here on the Halloween edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now, that U.S. military dog that helped track down the leader of ISIS in Syria will get a hero's welcome at the White House. The dog named Conan chased ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi into a tunnel on Saturday where Baghdadi killed himself. Yesterday, President Trump tweeted that Conan will be leaving the Middle East sometime next week had some minor injuries from which he's recovering, and will be visiting the White House. Can't wait. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories. Our promise on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. They have selected the winning design for the Pulse Memorial and Museum. I mean, it is a monumental project. If it ever comes off this way, uh, if you want to see what they envision, go to the website, WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Budman. Thank you, Zachary, for your patience. Welcome in from Orlando. What are your thoughts on all of this, Zachary? Hi, I think justice for the 49 would be a criminal investigation to collect unpermitted renovation and code violations that are on public record and not a museum. I'm not sure I understand where you're coming from I here. got him. I get what he's talking the about. The nightclub in the Orlando Sentinel, it's been reported that the fence on the outside was not permitted, that people had to knock down to escape. But in addition to that, the interior was all renovated without permits, all on public record. The nightclub, according to the public records, didn't even have a conditional use permit to run a nightclub. It was supposed to be a martini bar and a restaurant. Okay, fair which, enough. Now, here's my question to yeah. you. What kind of memorial, if any, would you like? A public memorial with a public park not run by the owner who owns everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. Rick, you're next from the from Apopka. Welcome aboard from uh, Northwest Orange County. Hello there, Rick. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm sorry, but I got to honor God. Um, they need to just put up a cross there and something like that and honor the God of Israel and take that $45 million, and they want a lasting impression. Take it and give it to the the, uh, the veterans that are hurting the cops and stuff like that. That's a lasting impression. I just don't understand why they want to do a, a, a tower to bail like that. You know, God's not going to honor that. All right, Rick, thank you very much. Mike, you're next. Sound off from Orlando. Mike, welcome to the show. $45 million is ridiculous. Uh, if uh, the people up in the Northeast got $1 million, give them $2 million and say, look, we're giving you twice as much as them and do what you can do with it. Other than that, if Buddy wants to give him more, vote him out. Well, that would be mm. nice. You got an opportunity to vote him out on November 5th, but it ain't going to happen because he's got virtually no competition. We're swamped on the text line. Let's get some of the highlights out to everybody listening. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, some more like, some, sounds more like someone is profiting off this tragedy. Why not just reopen the club? Wouldn't that send a stronger message? Another one said it's not supposed to be a public display for the city. This needs to meet public rejection as a gross overstep. Further, we got uh, they'll hijack it the same way and make it all about LGBT, even though it was a radical Islam. Another one says, why should this memorial cost more than the Vietnam Memorial? We did some research on that. How much did that cost? $8.4 million in 1982. Might be right. twice that or a little more now in current dollars. Yeah. But nowhere near forty-five million, and that is a monument to fifty-eight thousand people and growing still. They still died, add names on that wall. Who died in mm-hmm. Vietnam during the war? Uh, another one said terrorists will just use this monument and, and museum as uh, in their recruiting efforts. And let's see, another one says, "Give all the money to the badly injured survivors and let the people decide whether or not to fund a modest memorial." Where are you on all of this, Melissa? I think it's a tribute to the terrorists. I don't think that these uh, even though wanna... they won't even though they won't tell that angle of the story no. in all likelihood. No, even though, and I know some survivors, and they don't want this. They don't want to constantly be reminded of such horrible things that happened in their life. And we had Christine Lyonen, who lost her son in the Pulse Memorial, on in our six o'clock hour when we talked about that, and that's exactly how she feels. Let's go to Tony in Orlando to wrap this up. Good morning. Hey, but. Well, I know my opinion ain't going to be too popular, Hit it. but it is my opinion. Give them nothing. Are these, if I'm not right, these were men that were dressing up like women, transvestites? No, 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 no. I don't know that we need to go down no, that No, actually, here. it was not a, a Hispanic, not a gay, not an anti-dance act. It was a terrorist act against... America. No, I, I know that, but I'm saying this night was a transvestite night. No, 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 no. no it was no. Latin night at the at the gay club, but the terrorists didn't know that. But a lot of gay people died. Right. Okay, and, and this is and straight you know, people. and this is a marginalized minority. That's the point they're making, and they're running headlong to honor them. And uh, we're trying to hold their feet to the fire, A, on cost and on telling the story of this being an attack by a radical Islamic terrorist on Americans. Not to mention, regardless of whether kind of clothing they were wearing, they were people that just wanted to dance. And that well, is not a crime. Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I know I, I'm I right. Wanna, I want to get that point. Yeah. But, I but mean, the, why spend all that money? Why don't they just put up, why don't they just put up, uh, you know, a simple thing. I mean, that's crazy amount of money. Right. There's so much more. There's so much more we could do in this city with that money. I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. And I'll tell you, I'll just run through the list of other 
mass shooting memorials in this country in the costs. Um, no memorial ever at San Bernardino where 14 people died out in California. And that was a radical Islamic terrorist attack as well. Uh, Zero dollars there. Uh, in um, Virginia Tech, we had a guy went, went haywire with a gun, killed 32 people. $30,000 was satisfactory for that memorial. Uh, Aurora in Colorado at the movie theater where a dozen died, they did a memorial for $200,000. Charleston, South Carolina, the church where that, that, that white guy all of a sudden turned on all of those black people. Um, uh, and, and it, you know, you're talking about a minority being impacted here. They did that for $235,000, their memorial there. Sandy Hook, Newtown, Connecticut, all those little kids slaughtered, 26 dead, 250000 for the memorial there. Fort Hood, radical Islamic terrorist attack on an Army installation, $400,000. And Columbine, the original school massacre in 1999, they did their memorial for about a million dollars. Now they're talking $45 million here unapologetically. And, uh, and I'm more. sorry, we take issue for that, and it may well be more, and we will continue to stay on this story. We may be a voice crying in the wilderness, but we've got a loud voice. In a moment, a few thoughts on Halloween that you might not have encountered right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. It'll be a big story. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. The first formal vote on the impeachment investigation is going to happen this morning, maybe around the 10 or 11 o'clock hour, we are told. The House is going to convene, the full House, um, and they passed a resolution to the Rules Committee last night on all of this. Republicans offering up a slew of amendments, but they didn't have the votes. Democrats shot down most of them. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yeah, Yaffe's on vacation. Melissa's doing a great job in his chair and Colton's screening for the first time, and he's done very, very well, too. Alan, do you think there ought to be an upper age limit for trick-or-treating? That's become an issue up in a town in Virginia that has something on the books that says, you know, it's a fourth a fourth degree uh, misdemeanor here. You're going to get arrested if you're over 14 trick-or-treating. If someone comes to the door and they're taller than me, I'm closing the door. Uh, but but, but, <laughs> there, I mean, hold but that you're not going to lock them up. Hold that thought, though. There's more. That, that older person thought. Hold that. That'll come up in a second. What's what are that? you talking about? The blue Halloween bucket. Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted that's to right. mention here. He said if an old person comes to the door, he's going to shut the door in I said face. if someone taller than me comes to the door. Well, there's a big promotion going on right now. It says have... Have autistic trick-or-treaters carry a blue bucket to show so people understand that these kids might not be as verbal. They might not behave exactly like other kids They behave. might be adults. Yeah. i got to tell you, we have somebody very, very close to me in our family, the next generation coming up here, who's on the aut- autism spectrum. And uh, mom and dad think this is a horrible idea because it, it sets these kids apart. And, 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 you know, that, that, that somehow there's something strange and different about them to carry a blue jack-o'-lantern or a blue bucket for their candy. And I agree with that. I don't like this idea. Yeah, and something like Halloween is a chance for them to join in for a change. Exactly, and exactly. I think it's more for the older ones who, uh, who look like they're grown or adults to let them have that fun because dress-up is one of the biggest things that autistic people enjoy. So differentiating the kids, yeah, I get that. Don't do that. But the adults who are going to come to your door yeah. all excited and being dressed up, yeah. 
and taller than Alan. Somebody who's a critic of this said it isn't the autistic individual's responsibility to raise awareness at the expense of their right to medical privacy here. You know, I mean, this this is just a bad idea, in my opinion. I really don't think you should make your kids stick out in that regard. I don't. I mean, everybody thinks this is a wonderful thing, and it's getting all kinds of media coverage. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with your family members who say, you know, why single out a kid who's already having uh, difficulty uh, being yeah. a part yeah. of the general society? And as for the age limit thing, there there mm. shouldn't be one. There shouldn't be any, obviously. But I let the free market handle it where we are. I pay out much better for the little kids than the big kids. <laughs> Yeah, the cuter, the you're more lucky. candy. If you're, if, you're, if you're 14 years old and six foot two in a sheet calling yourself a ghost, you're lucky to get a Tootsie Roll midgie out of the ah, bud man. Fun size, very nice. <laughs> you get a handful if you're a cute little kid yeah. dressed like a mermaid. Here, Come take on the now. whole bag. Now, yeah. that Virginia, though, they are talking six months in prison for well, that, these that, that, kids. That's an old ordinance that they say they're not going to enforce in Chesapeake, Virginia. Isn't that just crazy? <laughs> Partner, you're in again for Yaffe with PM Orlando for the ride home. From 5 to 6 p.m., we got the big House impeachment vote, and any other breaking local or national news will be covered. We update you on news, weather, and traffic on PM Orlando, just as we do on Good Morning Orlando. Want to thank you for a great job in Yaffe, Stead, Melissa, and Colton. Terrific screening for the first time. Thanks for being with us. Come back. That'll do it. From all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch, have a wonderful day. Happy Halloween. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.